it's Neil here. I hope you're enjoying the bonus compilation episodes where we take a break between seasons. We've already recorded three episodes and I can't wait to share them with you from different guest hosts and we've got a whole bunch of amazing guests lined up for season nine. In the meantime, here's another bonus episode from One Night in Saigon, Paul Villanova. I hope you've gone back and listened already to his killer set that was performed here in Saigon at Eddie's Diner. We had amazing support from Ankira Ghosh that night and Ankira has allowed us to share her set with you. So enjoy this bonus episode which is taken from our sister podcast called Did That Really Happen? If you haven't already, look that one up, follow and subscribe from wherever you get podcasts. That's where I interview comedians from around the world, play one of the jokes and then I ask them, did that really happen? Enjoy this pod swap. Cheers. Seven Million Bikes recently hosted Paul Villanova from Hanoi for one night in Saigon. It was an amazing sold out show and if you haven't already, go back and listen to Paul's set. He let us share the whole thing and it was an amazing night of comedy. We also had support from Wanyi West and Ankira Ghosh. Ankira has graciously allowed us to share the audio from her set that night. Like many things in her life, Ankira is a work in progress comic, she says. She's from Kolkata in India, where she learned to ask uncomfortable questions about everything. At her day job in advertising, she tries to sell stuff, and as a comic at night, she tries to hurl insults at those who buy. But in a funny way. Or not. You'll find out. Listen to Ankira Ghosh performing at One Night in Saigon, Paul Villanova. Are you ready for the first comedian of the night? That's better, make some noise, more noise than that. Put your hands together for Ankita Go! I have started naming objects. You know, like uh, you guys name your pets. Do you, any of you have pets at home? Yes. No. Yes. Yes? Uh, what do you got? Oh, you have to think about it. Okay, I'll give you that time. Anybody else who has a ready answer? What pet do you got? I have a fish. You have a dog? What do you call your dog, ma'am? Ziggy. Ziggy? So cute. I, I met this Mike a few times, you know, and I decided to call it Steve. I mean, I could have named it Mike, but it reminds me of a guy called Steve, you know, who used to always listen to me and never talk back. Yeah, and you know, if this Steve tries to give me feedback, just one hit on its head and it shuts the fuck up. <laughs> and also, unlike the other guy, this one stays hard the whole time. Even when I'm just talking and not doing anything else, you know, I like Steve. I think we could be in a relationship. I had four cactuses, okay? So I named them after Beatles. Yeah and then one of them died. Guess which one? John. John, yes, correct. And then after a bit of time, a second one died. Guess which one? Which one? George. George, yes, correct. Now at this point of time, I'm supposed to sing, you may say I'm a killer and I'm probably the only one. Usually I sing it, but just, you know, the balloons last night at TNR fucked up my voice. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I was feeling like, okay, I could be the Ted Bundy in the world of plant killers, you know? I mean, I should probably have a Netflix documentary before a special. I've killed two cactuses. But at this point of time, I was also nervous. Who am I gonna kill next? Paul or Ringo? Shit, that's on me. And then another part of me was also thinking, if my naming has this kind of effect, why didn't I name them after BTS? <laughs> you know? I thought of naming them after Queen, but then I realized I know the names of only two of them. Turns out that would have been enough anyway. Maybe I should have named them after Oasis. I don't know if you kids know about them. A bunch of pricks still alive. Uh, at least my plants would thrive. <laughs> and I call my vibrator Moby Dick. <coughs> which is a massive white sperm whale, a very rare species, you know. He looks like he has read the novel, yeah. <laughs> now, I did not name my vibrator Moby Dick because it's massive. It's just a regular dildo, okay? Neither did I name it because it's white, it's purple. Neither did I name it so because sperm comes out of it. Nothing comes out of it except satisfaction. Um, <laughs> I didn't name it so because it bites. I sometimes wish it did, though. A little bit of nibble down there won't be so bad. I named my vibrator Moby Dick because of my unhealthy obsession with massive white dicks, which is also so rare, <laughs> right? Now, I also call my vagina the Titanic. Okay, don't get me wrong, not because it's massive, it's not. I keep hearing it's otherwise. <laughs> Neither because thousands of men have drowned in it. I'm far, far away from that number. I try, I try. I name my vagina Titanic because it's a wet container of dead semen. It's a hack joke, but it still works every time. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys notice that shitload of things comes with user manual and we don't read it because we are smart people. But then a lot of things which actually need user manuals don't come with one. Babies? You know, how to keep them alive for 100 days? Small wins? Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the, that book doesn't exist, you know. Sometimes I think one book could work for two things, you know. Uh, actresses and husbands, safe to assume both are pricks. Or let's say rescue dogs and Tinder dates. Yeah, you know, sometimes I, I just forget if I'm bringing home a rescue dog or a Tinder date. Because the same thing happens every single time. I bring them home, I give them cute names. The last one was called Bagel because he was so sweet, doing all the housework, making me fat. And then I give them all the necessary tests and jabs, I feed them well, they become famous on Insta, and just when I begin to think we are becoming soulmates, they become clingy and needy and start shitting on me. That's when I have to rename them as assholes and look for something new to rescue on Tinder. The other day I was reading a very, very cheeky user manual, you know, Bible. <laughs> 10 ways of how to go to heaven, but I discovered that it has nails, chains, whips, red wine. It has burly men wearing kinky outfit, tying up a ripped dude for three nights in a dungeon. It has forced penetration. Sounds more like a BDSM manual, no? You don't believe me, it even has a second coming.
How many of you guys are on Tinder? You can be proud about it, you know? You don't have to be so ashamed of it, it's fine. Uh, but the problem is only two guys, I mean, and guys don't read Tinder bios, right? You do? That's awesome, you're an exception. You, do you get your daily news from that? Not yet. Not yet, okay. Maybe soon, okay. I read Tinder bios. I treat Tinder bios as uh, my relationship user manuals. And tonight I'm going to tell you what they write and what they really mean. They write open-minded. What they actually mean is open butt. Yeah, that's an exploratory guy who wants butt sex. Uh, so, you know, discuss... See, she's relating. Uh, discuss... <laughs> Discuss threesomes and strap-ons, but never mention condoms, because open-minded guys feel claustrophobic in latex, right? Then there's these other ones who write, here for something casual only, which translates to he wants to fuck the whole world. <laughs> Nothing wrong in it, it's fine. Just don't expect a dinner date or anything fancy, you know? He might turn up to your place with six cans of ba-ba-ba, of which he will drink four, and take home the rest too the next morning. Yeah, all the girls, yeah, right? Yeah. He will also tell you how he never goes down on girls until they become his girlfriend, which means he will not go down on you either. <laughs> the third one that I see is uh, looking for a serious relationship. No FWB, no ONS, no escorts, no massage. Very reassuring. I matched with one of those recently. I'm gonna read you how the text went and I'm gonna tell you what it really meant, yeah? Ooh. Yeah. So he sent me the first text, what are you doing tonight? Which translates to, I have an erection. <laughs> I said I'm going out with friends, which translates as, I might come, but not immediately. He said male friends or female friends, which translates as red flag. Kind of sauce. I said both. He said, don't let the male friends come close to you. Oh, says. No, which translates as he has a small penis. <laughs> I said, why? Which translates as when I'm naked, no one's going to check out your dick, dude. He said, I will be jealous. Which translates as, listen, when I said my penis is small, I really meant it. My penis is under the national average, okay? <laughs> I said, why be jealous? Jealous, we haven't even met. Which translates as maybe we should keep it that way. <laughs> he said, but we will meet soon. I want to be serious with you. Which translates as I want my tiny penis to ejaculate inside you. <laughs> now this is when my Indian mom spirit kicked in and I asked him, what's your job, dude? Because, <laughs> you know, as long as the size of his salary is huge, nothing else matters, it's fine. <laughs> to which he said, um, I am an independent software developer, which probably translates as I just came on my keyboard. <laughs> Look, he wrote a bunch of other things also, but you know what? His tiny penis just came on the keyboard. Let's give this guy a break, all right? <laughs> You guys have been amazing. Have a good night. Enjoy the rest of the show. Guys, keep it going one more time for Ankita Ghosh. Awesome. Thank you, Ankita.